0: world welcome to the church mag podcast the official podcast of church mag we are church tech it's time to level up let's have a chat around it and see where we get to
1: okay okay let's do that My name is Blessing Bofu. I'm joined by Chris Wilson. And today we have a special guest, uh, Matt Hogg. Let's start with the guests, right? Welcome, Matt. Hey, Chris, we know you. Welcome, Matt.
0: Hey, this is so good. Thanks so much for having me today.
1: Before we just talk to Matt, how did you discover Matt? Besides that, both of you sort of
2: talk the same in some ways (laughs) funnily enough it wasn't just walking down the street It, it was actually on on twitter maybe matt was interacting with our content from church mag or perhaps i saw matt posting something related on church and leadership and um and tips connected to that so i i thought this guy sounds interesting let's follow him find out a bit more see see what we can learn would you just tell us a little about you matt
0: uh this is, uh, I'm already enjoying this. This is fabulous. 10-second version. I'm a, I'm a church-planting vicar in the Church of England, um, late to the party with digital media, but making up for lost time, it feels like. 60-second 60, 60 version. My faith came alive as a, uh, as a zoology student. I went on to an alpha course filled with the Holy Spirit. And then after working at the Natural History Museum, realized that even bugs don't compare with seeing Jesus transform lives. So I ended up working at HCB, Holy Trinity Brompton, in the prayer department, helping facilitate corporate prayer, learning about revivals, seeing how prayer and evangelism go hand in hand. And it ended up getting ordained, planting a church into an empty Victorian church in West London. Been here for about 11 years, and with our vision really is to see a great awakening of faith in Jesus, transforming Fulham and beyond. And so uh, you can't see a great awakening of faith without prayer. You can't see a great awakening of faith without some action. So we've been pushing into different opportunities to love, serve and pray for our local community over these, over these years. But digital really has been one of these tools that we've been trying to lean into. We're trying to learn about both personally, but also as a church community.
1: How do I say this? I think the thing that inspires me from just listening—you see this thing as a whole. There's like this digital stuff. There's evangelism. There's prayer. There's all these things are related, and there's a purpose that everything is built up to. Rather,
0: yeah, digital has become much more prominent. I think in the last year, a broader spectrum of of churches and church denominations have seen that digital has a legitimate place at the table of mission and ministry, and I think we. In the pre-pandemic, maybe we saw that that was a specialist ministry. That maybe that uh, those ministries or churches that had more resources that could have that have a luxury really to push into that stuff. It's not the be-all and end-all, but it is another significant tool that we have in our hands to use for for the kingdom.
2: So, was the pandemic the kind of impetus for a greater investment, a greater focus on digital, or, or was it before that?
0: No, it was it was before that. It's probably. A couple of years before, I mean, a bit of backing up a little bit. I was, a, I was at Theological College trained to get ordained. Facebook was launched 2007 or around that time, six, seven. And my friends are like, you've got to get onto Facebook. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to join the bandwagon really. So something reacted in, in me. So much so that they, um, they set up a public Facebook group, which you can still find now, Get Matt Hog onto Facebook. It's a It's a Facebook group and um and it was only a couple of years in after the launch of facebook 2008 i set up a facebook account and really over the years i've been a consumer uh, really of content seeing what people have been posting once a year might respond to people's happy birthday wishes that sort of stuff but really just been reading watching rarely posting a few years ago i just felt compelled really to get more involved in terms of producing putting stuff out there It felt a little bit uncomfortable being a consumer and a lurker almost for all these years. The time when my friends were talking about detoxing from social media, I was talking about, you know, we've got to get get onto it, start using it. And it sort of coincided at the same time with our church. We've had Instagram, Twitter, Facebook over the years. We launched with that when we planted in 2010. We've used it mainly as a broadcast platform telling people about our men's curry night. Coming out on Friday or whatever, um, but I think a few years ago, it sort of combined with my own sort of interest and in growing, you know, curiosity about it to see how we could push into it and use it missionally. And we gathered uh, an event, gathered some people, opened, ran a uh, ran a church event here, opened it out to other churches, invited some people to come and speak on it, um, people that looked like they knew what they were doing, as a way of really learning, seeing how it could grow in this. Uh, in using this tool for our mission and ministry here in this community. The London Diocese, we're, we're part of the London Diocese here. Someone from the London Diocese communications team were, were here um, and they had a conversation after that event. They said, well, look, could we start a, a faith and social media network for the London Diocese to resource churches and Christians to use it? And we set that up a couple of years ago. And it, it's obviously pandemic and its it just showed me there's lots and lots of possibilities here. And it's just, actually, it's got me more excited about how we can use digital to connect with a lot of people.
1: One of the things that you said a little earlier was that you came late to the digital party. Were there any specific reasons or reservations that you had before
0: then? I think fear was part of that, putting myself out there. Also, a lack of vision for it. And I think a couple of those things i think the vision came first there's an absolute possible amazing opportunity that we have with digital how can we push into it personally as a church leader but also as a church community how can we use this to connect with all sorts of people in this community and we've done it in lots of different ways digital was one of those that we felt actually it was there but there was much more that we could tap into with using it so i think the vision came first and i think the vision compelled me to push into the fear Personally, is you know, using my personal channels, I think thinking about putting myself out there, didn't feel that comfortable doing so. But but I felt actually, no, this is really important to do to do that. So just felt God encouraged me to, to get out there, to start putting stuff out there.
2: I really like how you um, you organize this kind of event as you signify this change getting everyone on board and like helping equip people because um you know we we've talked about recently the the struggle of um how kind of unsocial social media can be how it can just be this broadcast channel for so many for so many churches um and and that's you know there's value in that there's use in that but uh what we really want is is the social side of it and that's when it is uh kind of so powerful uh so i like i i took inspiration from that you know organizing these events and um getting everyone on board explaining the vision i'm guessing there was also some like some practical advice for people there as well or um you know what how they can effectively use these platforms as well
0: yeah that's right we had at that particular event we invited rev chris who is vicar in the church of england has become quite well known on YouTube and on Instagram. So he's just a vicar down the road from us, and we invited him along to share his experience. Then we had someone from the Church of England digital team. Uh, I don't know whether you're aware, but they, Church of England had put some funding behind digital training. So in 2016, they set up this digital team, um, and this digital team have been not only resourcing the Church of England communications, but also in terms of resourcing local churches in the best practice of of you know digital media, and then we had someone in our own congregation who's a brand strategist and we got them to talk about some stuff, and then someone else who's a social media strategist. so we just had four voices, posted interviews with them, we got them to share a couple of talks, and then we you know we learned tons and we just thought this is going to be valuable for others as well.
1: I like that despite your reservations, you did something and, and you took a step.
0: The movement at the denomination level was already happening, um, and I just took take such encouragement from that. God was already at work preparing the church um you know for for you know upskilling local churches you know local churches in using social media getting getting them up to speed even before the last year you know so that's been plugging away previous years uh, i also think about alpha um and the way that god had you know ra- you know raised up um raised up the alpha film series and that's been such a powerful tool over the last year on zoom for churches so you know god's already been preparing the way as he often is and we sort of think we're bringing God into the situation. He's already at work, and He invites us in to what He's already doing. So, um so yeah, I mean, the conversations that I've been having. I, I guess I just felt an internal compulsion, really, to get experimenting, get going with some of this stuff. Almost like I had to do it. I couldn't not do it, and that led to something that event that we just described, and then that led to a conversation with the Church of England team, and then you know, and then with the diocese, and so and discovering that already God was at work in different ways. So I think. It's just been an exercise of seeing. Wow, God's already been at work in these different areas, and just sort of getting to know people and understanding a bit more of the picture.
2: So, I was wondering if you could share could be just things that were significant for the church, rather than necessarily quantifiable results. But also, perhaps you could then share something that failed as well, because you know, part of the process is uh, is dealing with these setbacks
0: too. It's easy to default to measuring success with. The number of, you know, the vanity metrics, you know, sort of the likes and that sort of stuff. But I think what's been a big success for us over the last couple of years as a church is that we've really clarified what we're trying to do on social media, how we want to approach engaging with our community. So we're very clear about each week what we're posting, what types of posts, you know, why we're doing that. And I think before it was, it was much more ad hoc. Uh, we got an event quick, someone scrambled to get something out there, you know, it was really ad hoc. But now we've, you know, we've got a good rhythm, we've got a good consistency, we've got a good diet and diversity of different things that we're posting. So I think that has been a real success. Because of that, we're in a good position to, to you know, to involve others in that process. And we've got quite a bit of churn that it happens in London churches as often people coming and going. Sometimes in our location, we have up to 40% that would move on each year. So we've got people coming the whole time. We've got, we're sending people out the whole time. But, you know, because we're clear about what we're trying to aim for, we can easily invite people into that little media team, volunteers. And, and it feels manageable. You know, I think when you're, when you're sort of reacting and ad hoc, it's much harder to keep maintaining that. Someone, it's always a scrabble. Whereas because you, we're planning ahead, because we've got someone who's I guess the point person for that. It's much easier to um, to feel like you're gaining ground with it and gaining traction. So that's maybe that's a bit of a success. Another success, you know, just thinking about in terms of people. And we had um, as a student that came down. We get a bunch of students in our community. We've got a hospital right just down the road here. Uh, we've got a lot of medical students from Imperial College. Um, some people joke that we're like the safest church to be involved in. Um, but um, but you know we have um, students coming the whole time. We had someone come down from from Cambridge. They did an Alpha course up there before they looked at our website. They found us on Instagram. I think they just searched local church or or something. They found us and they started you know commenting on on the post. And then they came along to the service and they've got involved, got baptized even uh, last year. That's kind of like a one end of the spectrum, right? It just showed us what the possibility is of using social to connect with people and create a bridge, really, of opportunity. I think as London City Mission talked about the Victorian times, how they would build bridges for Christ's sake, so that, you know, relational bridges, so almost Christ could walk over those bridges and bring transformation. I think that's exactly what we've been trying to do over these 10, 11 years, whether it's flyers through the door, whether it's events in the local park, whether it's posts on social media, it's all about building relational bridges for Christ's sake. You know, back in 2014, 15, I think when we were re when we're do, redoing our website, we were doing the wireframes. And I think always at that point, was always trying to, the vision at that point was to see how we can bring something of our community into the homes of the local people here in our community. And I think that was sort of the seed of something beginning there. I think more about social media, bringing something of the community, giving people an insight into who is this community? what What's life like? before they even walk through the doors. And I think that is that is some of the success, isn't it, of social media, is that we can present that before people even arrive in person.
1: Yeah, I met quite a lot of different people listening to this podcast, and a lot of them don't know what a vika is. What is a vika? <laughs> <laughs>
2: slight detour.
0: The slight detour. So vicar is a job description. So I'm a pastor of a church. Um, so I'm priest in the Church of England. You know, a priest can have many different roles, yeah. many different jobs. Vicar is has been my job here as vicar of the local church, pastor of the local church.
1: Great. That's awesome. Because I was just thinking like, you know, because I've got some friends who just like this a completely different world for them, um, you know. Yeah. How have you navigated that space where, so you are a local church that's online and once you're on online, there's certain geographical things that kind of like become irrelevant. How have you navigated those two spaces?
0: I mean, it's been essential over the last year, as for everyone, Um, we've been on Facebook, we've pre-recorded and then streamed the the recording live on Facebook each week. Um, We just found that was the most manageable for us. And I think, you know, that has been a lifeline for many people. Uh, But at the same time, we found that people have disengaged. Uh, I think lots of churches will have found that they've disengaged. People have just sort of slightly dropped off. They maybe they haven't been able to engage with online worship in the same way. But actually, it's been an opportunity to teach about spiritual disciplines, um, and for people to you know to make their faith, you know, own their faith maybe for for the first time. And we've seen we've seen a lot more uptake of spiritual disciplines and people pushing into that uh, themselves, but also finding that there's resource in other churches all around the world. And then the question, well, what is my church? You know, is my church my local church? Actually, I don't need to, I'm not bound now to go to my local church. I can connect to a, 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 a church that's got world-class worship or preaching the other side of the world. So why would I do that? Why would I commit to my local church now? So it's, that's been an interesting conversation we've been having people.
2: Yeah, you know, I thought for a while that, that thanks to the internet, we do have access to amazing quality music, that we can listen to anywhere basically for free and and likewise sermons you can listen to preachers who have prepared really in-depth studies on a, like a single book for years and they've honed that sermon they've got they've got their illustrations down they've got visuals in the background they've got a massive budget uh, and then you, you know, you could, you contrast that to your humble little church where the small parish, yeah, which, uh, in England all, and if you look at it as a, as a competition. You know, then then of course we lose. Yeah, if if we're thinking about it from this perspective. But you know, thankfully, uh, the kingdom of God is is not a one winner takes all competition. But it does raise a question of like, how do we um, how do we as a local church? What is the future for us there? Uh, should we be taking advantage, using some of these resources of world class preachers, uh, sharing them more? But m- my suspicion is that is that we we should try and really go deeper into being a local church. You you know you mentioned earlier about how more people are detoxing from social media. And and that's one of the tensions I've been wondering about as well. Is how do we do how do we embrace more local for those people who perhaps have gone through the pandemic and they're like I'm fed up of screens. I want I want interactions with people. I'm fed up of Zoom. I don't want another uh, Zoom call. Uh, and stuff like that. I'm not dismissing social media. I'm just wondering how do we, uh, you know, how do we get the best that digital platforms, the best that we can get from that, and how can we uh, take advantage also of in-person activities. Little rant, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good. I think maximizing the positives, minimizing the negatives, I think is something that we need. To, I mean, there are challenges with social media around mental health, addiction, you know, all, all of that sort of stuff. It's, we need to be aware of those. We, but how do we increase and maximize and, and lean into those positives at the same time uh, as being aware of the challenges? So I was just going to say I've noticed that next door, I don't know where you come across that local um, network or social media platforms been, been fabulous in our local communities. It's always pinging away, people commenting on there, and, and, and I, I wonder whether that's, thinking forward, that is a great place for churches to be present, whether it's on Nextdoor or local Facebook groups. You know, just at key times of the year, whether that's not necessarily even a little invite to Christmas services or Easter services or Mother's Day, Father's Day you know harvest they they, these could be key times in the year where we could just put a creative little thing out there that's present helps facilitate mission in the local community
1: that is so good
2: and also listening as well the these Mm. platforms are really great for for noticing you know what what problems are coming up in our community what um Yeah, you know, what challenges are there and how can we then be uh, God's hand and feet in those places? How can we then serve the community as well? Yeah. Uh, so Matt, I'm thinking about your
1: role as vicar or pastor as church leader that obviously gave you a lot of influence in terms of uh, the church's approach and how you embrace digital. What are some of the lessons that that you kind of picked up in that process in trying to move your church?
0: I think I think we've got to respond to the gifts and callings that God's put on our hearts. Right. And I think it, it, it wasn't something that I felt drawn to, Push into in the first few years of our the church plant. It was something that we felt like actually we just need. It's just stand, like we have a website. Well, we need to have a Facebook page and an Instagram, Twitter. We put out there as well. It was just like well, that's what we do. It's 2010. We need to have these these things in place. Um, and then it was oh goodness, now we've got to keep talking on to maintaining it, keep it going. And then and then I think it's something that's grown as a a personal passion. I think I think any church leader will will be you know, bringing their own flavors to particular, you know, churches and, and any leader to any organization. So that was something I just noted and wanted to give some airtime to and give some space to. And there were some others in our church who also had some, well, who had some, I didn't have any skill, but they had some skill and it was great to talk to them and involve them and pick their brains on stuff. There's, this uh, discovered my church warden is was an Instagram influencer I didn't even know you know it's helpful you know just to hear her experience and to talk with her as a church as I said earlier it's just helpful to clarify what are we trying to do with our platform how can it be a tool that serves our ultimate vision every church in the church has their church near you page and it's just another way that people can find you as a church and we found found the stats on there actually a, a, a really uh, really staggering really you know lots of people will be looking at your a church near you page every week and so it, and and it's you know people from the community a church near you would be the site that they'd go to first so so we found that having that kept up to date it was an important piece in the in the puzzle i think the thing is every church leader and every leader has to figure out what do they feel is is in front of them to do what's god asking them to do what's god pushing you know causing their hearts to rise to and then leaning into that. And it's, you know, it's not for everyone to put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, but if it is, then there's lots of resources, lots of people that, that you can chat to, as I've found, that can help you along the way and fine tune your vision and focus on it.
1: I think that will be quite liberating in terms of some church leaders think that they need to be doing everything. And then at the same time, some churches feel they need to be doing something.
0: I'm just going to say you know experimenting with some some things as well i think that's been the approach that we've take taken all along in all sorts of things um if someone comes to me and says look i've got an idea for something i'd say well great you've got some space give it a go let's see what happens let's review it after you've tried and 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 take stock is there any fruit great there seems to be some fruit let's keep going um and i think that's the same approach that we've taken with digital let's let's lean into this let's try some things experiment what fruit is there okay there seems to be some let's let's keep going there let's keep moving forward and learning reviewing uh, and uh, and ch- you know adjusting the strategy as we go so that's been the approach digital hasn't been a separate thing it's just sort of fallen under that same sort of uh, ethos
1: chris mentioned that you were you know trans- i don't know whether you're completely moving out of your role or that you're taking on a new role what's that about
0: when we planted here um, 2010 i think always the vision behind that was to play our part in in the the broader picture of what God's doing in in our time and in our generation our part here was playing a little part in in that broader story of God at work in this generation when i got ordained part of the ordinal is to is um that you know we we're, we're called to proclaim the gospel afresh in our generation and i think that was that's been something that's really captivated my heart in the last recent season i think my i think God's just been reminding me a bit of of the, that broader picture, and playing a part maybe just from a different angle. So there was a there's a there's a role that I'm going to be moving into, working for CPAS Church Pastoral Aid Society, Anglican Mission Agency, uh, which was originally set up to bring the gospel to every home um, in the country, and 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 that vision really continues. And my role, particularly will be about working alongside church leaders, you know, to help release more evangelism and release whether it's leadership training or evangelism training that sort of stuff so it will be working in the church of england but you know from a slightly different angle working alongside church leaders with a slightly broader remit so it's going to be really exciting to bring some of the things that i've learned some of the mistakes i've picked up along along the way work alongside other other church leaders and other churches around around the country so that's going to be part-time role the other part of my week is going to be developing um this thing stronger network which we set up in the last year, um, and that that really was—I I described that event we ran a couple a few years ago, looking at faith and social media, a sort of leadership development thing, which I which we held in um, in the city. Um, we invited a few people to come and tell the story of what God's been doing. Invited some leaders, and the idea really was to see how God might release courage. I love that thing in Acts four, where the disciples that you know they prayed for boldness to proclaim the word of God boldly. And you don't see them praying for boldness again. You just see them proclaiming boldly God's word and God demonstrating the kingdom of God. And um, and I think that's been some of the heart behind uh, behind seeing, you know, God release boldness for, for the church uh, and on the church in this time in the UK church. You know, when God gives Holy Spirit boldness to the church, that's good not only for the church, it's good for society. And I was going to run another event in twenty. 20- 2020 um, in the autumn, obviously lockdown, we couldn't do that, but I thought maybe we could put this online. So in September, we ran a three day event again, just hearing from different voices, effectively just curating space. Some people coming to talk about business, some innovation, some on digital, some on leadership. Um, It seemed to go well, and we ran then another event for over a month um, January to February online, 100 plus speakers and different things. And it was just great to see some of some of that take place and and people seem to be encouraged and in their in their own frontline ministry whether that's at the school gate or in the home homeschooling or on the zoom calls for their meetings and um and so i felt like actually there's something here i want to push into so that's going to be the other part of my week stronger network so i'm going to be developing
2: fantastic so, Matt, thanks so much for joining us in this uh, this edition of the podcast. We'd yeah. love it's to so have you. It's so great
0: to join you guys. Thank you for having yeah. me. Uh, we definitely want you back. It's been so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah.
2: But maybe you could tell people where they can connect with you online
0: oh yeah thank you so instagram rv matt hogg or twitter the same uh i'm gonna be working for cps cpas.org.uk great organization do check them out do amazing leadership development all sorts and then strongernetwork.com uh website website do um yeah we're on socials across linkedin love to just connect with you say hi um, let's have a conversation
1: it's really been great having you met I can't wait to have another conversation with you sometime soon thanks man
0: thanks you guys
1: the question is do you enjoy the Church Mag podcast we hope you do send us an email podcast at churchmag, and tell us what you love about the
0: Church Mag podcast and be sure to leave us a review on iTunes we love them The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Um, a Blessing
2: is a wonderful editor, and uh, he'll take it all out. And so it's <laughs> I, I always wonder if there's go, ever going to be an episode of the Church Mag Podcast where it's just like the outtakes. It's just the most embarrassing outtakes that never made it in.
1: Um, Yeah. Not, it's mm, 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 cut this out.